In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode of Betch's Brides is brought to you by Batch to Basic. You're about to thank me, anyone planning a bachelorette party. So Batch to Basic is your one-stop shop for planning bachelorette parties that the bride and the bridal party can actually enjoy without an endless email thread. Right now, Batch to Basic is offering Betch's bride listeners a special treat. Go to batchtobasic.com. That's B-A-C-H-T-O basic.com right now and reference Betch's when filling out your inquiry form. And your group will receive stylish retro heart sunnies for each guest and a personalized sash for the bride. Again, go to batch2basic.com right now and start planning your bachelor party today. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. What up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today we have a repeat because she was so good the first time we had to have her back. Her name is Emily Nye. Hey, girl. Hi, I'm so happy to be back, Taylor. How you doing? I'm good, sweetie. So just to jog your memory, guys, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. I love a therapist. You know, Emily, how much I love a therapist. <laughs> I specifically love you. Uh, you own a uh, the Westchester Therapy Group in Westchester, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. so if you're lucky enough to live by her girl i will make you my therapist all day every day i am so much fun we also have a great practice in the city of philadelphia as well um so if you're in westchester if you're philly come on and see Question. us we are fun do you like skype with your clients too because that's like a thing now that people are doing yes it is um you so prefer in person it's just when you're doing couples work it's super hard because i'm watching body language i'm watching um eye contact so it's pretty difficult to do couples therapy over skype some people do it i'm not one of them i'm too damn good in person you're so good in person <laughs> okay you know my, my girlfriend's actually from philly so maybe we'll just like do family trips and then do therapy sessions with you i think that's perfect i would love to meet a tailor and a tailor oh my god okay i'm so here for it okay so anyway uh you also started a podcast it's called shrink chick Yes, Shrink Chicks. I'm so happy you started a podcast. You're so good at talking. I I feel like I'm a very good at talking. Very. Me and my um, co-host, Jennifer, who also is the Westchester Therapy Group with me, we have a blast. It's super fun. You'll have to come out sometime. Done. But about all um, relationships, keeping the balance, super fun stuff. So Shrink Chicks, wherever you get your podcast. So today's episode, we are talking about oh, the elusive <laughs> mother-in-law. Actually, not so elusive. Unfortunately, Everyone I, wish, talks about it. I wish mother-in-laws would be more elusive. Um, mother-in-laws are a huge topic. Um, I feel like it's always, it's just like, it's a stereotype at this point, you know? It like, is, it is. Ugh, my mother-in-law, ugh, his mother-in-law. So anyway, let's just talk about like this idea of the mother-in-law. Why are mother-in-laws like, why do they have the reputation for being so horrible? Cause well, they are. Here's the best part is the reason I am literally here today is because my great mother-in-law is at home with my baby. So I have to give a shout out, but I'll say this. I have a great mother-in-law because we have physical boundaries. We live seven hours away. I'm telling you, I think that right there is the it key makes a difference. to getting boundaries. along with your and in-laws. We're going to get into that. So why do mother-in-laws have this reputation? We do have a narrative. 
all of us have this story about life. We have a story about marriage. We talked about this in a little bit in our last episode. Mm-hmm. People go into marriage and think like, oh, well, now we don't have sex or now we're in a rut. Like we have, all have these stories we tell ourselves. And one of those stories is that mother-in-laws are horrible. They're monster-in-laws, right? We said a whole Greg J-Lo movie about it. You got it. And the thing is, is that a lot of them aren't so horrible, but we see the most common conflicts come up during the wedding planning it's, it's a lot of pressure. Listen, you're going to fight with your Everyone. own family. Yep. You're going to fight with your friends, your friends during your own wedding. Absolutely. So, of course, you're going to fight with his mother. Of course. Or her of mother. Course, right. And also, a lot of times, right, so your partner's mother, but also a lot of times your own mother gets involved. You just see family dynamics come out in a whole unique way that you've never seen before during I the family love planning. I love my mother so much. She's mm-hmm. like my best friend. Yeah. She actually called into my radio show today. Like, she's like one of my favorite persons on the face of the planet. She went crazy during my wedding. At the tail end, she was great straight through. The last week, I think she knew that I was making a mistake. And so rather than like have a discussion, because mm-hmm. what are you going to do at that point? We just like, we were fighting like we've never fought before. Yeah. It, was, it was like total separation anxiety. And I've never seen her behave like that before. Listen, and I'm a firm believer. And of course, because I'm a therapist and everything's rose colored glasses. I'm a firm believer that everyone does things with good reason behind them. Yeah. It's not the healthiest thing. Not everyone. <laughs> some shit's just evil. But for the most part, your mom, My mom will your mom well has some stuff coming up. Yes. Right? For the most part, when people are doing this stuff, whether they are over-involved, whether they completely disconnect, whether they have emotional regulation problems, everyone, I think in general, tries to do their best, but it often comes out very, very unhealthy and super fucking hurtful. Totally. Okay, so here's the deal. So how do we deal with in-laws in general? I feel like this is going to be the only question we get to because I feel like there's so much to say on it. (laughs) Okay. So the number one thing you can do is you and your partner can be on the same page. That is so important. We talked about this in the last episode. Taylor, you talked about it in a really beautiful way. You said that you're running a business together. Yeah. You're the CEO and the CFO. Isn't that what you told me? I will take credit for it. I don't think I'm that smart, but yes, I said that. I think someone else told it to you, but whatever. We talked about this in the last episode. This reigns true here, okay. which is that you and your partner have to be on the same page. So if you are feeling like really just sort of freaked out by their mom, if you know that your mom is coming on too strong, you and your partner need to be on the same page. This is one of the times don't go at each other's throats. Yeah. You will end up fighting about your in-laws your entire fucking life. Literally. Nip it in the butt now. Get on the same page about it now. And what you both have to say, oh, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> No. <laughs> sorry, no, continue your thought. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I want to know now exactly what you have to say. Well, what do you do, though? Like, in theor- theoretically, yes, yeah. get on the same page. But what if one of the people can't see that their parent is flawed? So it's not their job to see their parent is flawed. It's their job to see that you are suffering and hurting because of it. Oh. They do not need to say, oh, you're right. My mom is a fucking bitch and here's the stuff. But what they can say is, I can see how overwhelming this is for you. Yes. We do not need to. All we have to do is validate and acknowledge someone's reality. Validate I, and acknowledge. I don't have to necessarily agree with you. I don't have to see my mom the same way. And keep in mind, people have a lot of loyalties to their family of origin. Course. And here's the thing. You said yourself, your mom's wonderful. But Taylor, I bet you haven't always had a 100% perfect relationship with your mother. Oh, hell no. Like, let's say, how are ages 13 to 18 with your mother? Yeah, 17 was a goddamn <laughs> disaster. Right? Bad. Okay. So if you think about that, but you and your mom have found a way to make your relationship super positive and really beneficial and great for both of you, right? Mm-hmm. That has taken decades of time. And also, boundary setting, baby. Yep. I okay. mean, the, the more boundaries I've set, oh, I've I started to really set some firm boundaries in my 30s. I fell in love with a girl, and that was a huge shift in 
change and like what my mom thought my future would be and there were growing pains she's amazing now but it was hard for a while and so I had to really set boundaries like an adult Right. For the first time in my life. Okay. So what you just talked about there is expectations. So your mother had expectation. Maybe that it's like, oh, I'm going to attend this wedding and my daughter's going to be in this heterosexual relationship and Mm -hmm. they're going to have biological babies in this way. And maybe things look different for you. So what you have to remember is that every human being has expectations. So when people are acting up, it's because their expectations aren't being met. Mm -hmm. If we think about frustration comes from when expectations don't meet reality. Interesting. And so what you have to think about in terms for you and for your spouse is what are the expectations that everyone had about wedding involvement? I don't know. Right? Does your mother-in-law, you know what I mean? Does your mother-in-law think she's supposed to be attending everything? Does your mom think she's supposed to be attending everything? Right. This is something you have to figure out. And honestly, it wouldn't hurt to have a direct conversation. Okay. But like what I said before is that you've had decades to work on your relationship with your mom. It's going to take you decades to figure out what works for you and your mother-in-law. Amen. Don't think that it should be perfect just because you chose it. So you talk about expectation, which is a great segue into this question. So how involved should your mother-in-law actually be? So they might expect to be involved to nth degree, but in your mind, you Mm -hmm. want them involved you know b amount so okay so there's two different ways to look at this so one is if we're going to go by emily post and what our uh manners recommends right so emily post is the miss manners machine do, about, we, do we agree with what emily post suggests I, well, I i have very poor manners so no i would not say I that love but, you yeah same <laughs> so like, i would not be but often what people talk about is where is the money and what's the involvement right okay so if your parents are paying for everything do they expect to have full say over what's being served of who's invited what everything looks like that's an important thing to know when you go through budgets with your family know okay so what do you think the the expectation is here I said say that one more time. So like, what do you think the expectation is? So we're going to go over budgets and let's say you're going to give me X amount of dollars. Okay. What do you want for that? Yeah. Is what there do a trend? you think? What, let, let, let's throw a number out there. What do you think $20,000 gets you? Right. Let's say that, that that's what somebody's mother-in-law is contributing. Personally, what yes. do I think? I think it gets you nothing. I think it's a beautiful present you gave someone. Ooh. And you have to communicate those feelings. And that's, but that doesn't mean the person who gave $20,000 thinks that amounts. So that's what you need to know. When you go over budgets with your family, what say do they want in things? So for my so my parents gave me like X amount of dollars and then right. my partner and I paid for the rest, right? Right. Now, my mom really, really wanted there to be a band. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about a band. But and bands you, are really expensive. So expensive. And I was like, listen, like I had already budgeted out this amount of money based on this. So my mom said, OK, well, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to pay for this separately because to me, this is important for it to be there. We always say here, Betch's Brides, if you want to have an opinion, you can pay for it. Right. OK, so that's he might. But if they give you this blank. So for me, that worked out really great with us. Yep. Um, but that's something to know. So when you go over this budget, don't. But what happens? But what happens if they say, no, that amount of money I gave you, I want you to take the band budget out of that money I already gave you, even though you thought that that was like a different thing. Then what if you're butting heads that way? Then how do you resolve that? Okay, so what that's going to go for is additional conversation, one that you and your partner meet together with whoever is involved in that. Right. So you're going to sit down and say, you know what? know what? I really didn't plan it out this way. Could we negotiate? Could we look at this a different way to talk about? Here's what my expectations were. Here's what I look. And we can hope hope that both parties are willing to work on it and try we don't know if that's true so like i remember one of uh, there was so much fighting when i was planning my wedding but i got in a big fight with my mother-in-law it was after my bridal shower and she was upset because she wanted to invite more friends Mm -hmm. but we were legit at the capacity for the venue and it was like we tried to say to her 
it's not it, we cannot it's we, it's fire code we cannot and it was like she wasn't listening to reason yep. and she said if you don't invite these friends and i just sent you the list and i think it was like eight people i'm not giving any more money to the wedding yeah and we were like but that but and it was just like logic went out the window and i honestly don't even remember how we finally got it resolved but i don't remember her getting those people it was almost like we can't uninvite people yeah to satiate you and like you contributed the money already and now to pull back is like we've already budgeted out i mean it was it was like a disaster yeah so what would you advise someone to do in that scenario okay so in that scenario i would say so here's my options i literally am at the mercy of the venue i don't have a choice here now Every time I get a no RSVP back, I will immediately send it. Smart. Right? Compromise. So he, he, well, here's, and it's also, here's all that I can do. And that's the, and that's the bit of hope, though, that you can give. That's, and you exactly, what, right? It, so it's saying, I'm going to work with you yep. here. I'm really trying. I hear also, you. I hear you, I right? I don't agree with you. Right. Ah, I'm that's, clicking. Right? I hear so you. That, I validate you. Exactly, right? But also to keep in mind, hey, for everyone who's listening right now that is still in the wedding planning process, take these stories as like reminders of moving forward right have the conversations now if you have them sooner it leads to less bullshit later you know what that's so interesting because as i'm sitting here now as like what significantly older than i was when i was planning Mm -hmm. my wedding more mature i'm thinking holy shit we did fuck up like we actually didn't give her any hope and we could have said I think at that point we felt like we had all the no's that we were going to get. But you know what? You always get last minute no's. You do. You always always do. And if we just said to her, we're at capacity, but you are the first like B list. Yeah. All these people, as many as we can fit in, will fit in. It would have at least, she would have felt heard. Exactly. We were trying to say to her, you're being ridiculous Mm -hmm. because she was. And she was being illogical. So we were trying to hold a mirror up saying, look at how ridiculous you're being. Mm But that was, she wasn't seeing it. And what you have to remember is that logic and emotion are two different languages. So if you meet my emotion with your logic, I don't hear you and you don't hear me. So then how do you communicate when someone isn't being logical? Because I feel that that's a big struggle in wedding planning. So Exactly. So you go with the emotions. I didn't think about what this would be like for you. I didn't realize how important these people were for you. This was never my intention to hurt you. But here's the way the cookie has crumbled. This is it. I want you to think about replacing sentences, difficult conversations with the idea of and and not but. When I say, but tough luck. Right. So if you so if you say to me, you're having yeah, you're being fucking crazy. Tough. Yeah. Like like like. But when you say and like, I'm so sorry. And this is just the way it is. As opposed to, I'm so sorry, but this is just the way it is. Okay. So I want you to think about replacing and, and with but, right? I like that. Right? Well, I'm. you're someone who's like done some performula, right? Like, yes and. Yep. Yes and is like, there's always more. There's always more. We keep going with you it. You never say no. Exactly. And I want you when to think people about. People say no to me in conversation. It pisses me off. Right? So I want you to think about this too. So that's how you deal with emotion and logic together. Okay. So historically speaking, what would you say? Would you say that... Um, Typically, the mother-in-law is worse for the bride or worse for the groom? Like, <laughs> it's got to be the same. I don't know. Everything depends on the personality. I mean, like, so for me, my um, in-laws are, like, pretty, like, removed. Like, they're very respectful. Oh, I love a removed That's, parent. They really are respectful. But, like, my mother is Jewish. We're, she's involved in everything. I'm like, <laughs> we're just involved in everything. So I think probably it was worse for my husband throughout right. our wedding planning process because my mom was super involved. So keep that in mind. It all, a lot of it depends on personalities, but my husband is super, super laid back. So I don't think it bothered him that much. Right. But if you have a, a really strong personality, 
mother-in-law and then you have a really strong personality yourself or you if your mother is really strong personality and your partner's mother is keep that in mind we have a lot of strong personalities we have to figure out how to navigate that in a well then way. what do you do because it sounds like somebody if you're playing a game of chicken and somebody has to back down so who 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 I guess be, is the bigger person swallows their pride whatever however you want to say it. I think it's more about personal re- responsibility, and I think it also, or per, I should say, personal accountability, maybe. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that I'm going to be a broken record here. Okay, I this like is a broken why record. premarital counseling is really fucking helpful yep. because you and your partner can get on the same page about like, listen, I know our parents are being wackadoo. What do you and I do together exactly. to not have this blow up? Exactly. Because you can only control yourself. You cannot control other people's reactions. You cannot control how they respond. So you and your partner get on the same effing page. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. What do you do? This is a question. Some of these are my questions. Some of these are questions straight from the audience, okay? What do you do uh, with a mother-in-law who refuses to cut the cord? So, like, very overly involved. Like, I remember I did... I didn't marry this guy, but I dated this guy. It wasn't even his mom. It was his dad. He would get sick with a cold, and we lived in Manhattan. They also lived in Manhattan. And they'd, like, come bring him soup and take care of him. I'm like, cut the fucking cord. He needs to be an adult man. He's like a man-child. Yeah, but what was he communicating to them about wanting those things? He loved it. Yes. He loved it. So <laughs> so the question isn't, how do you get the mother-in-law to cut the cord? The question is, how do you cut the cord with that guy? Shit. Wait, are you telling me that if the cord's not cut, if they're still like feeding off mama or dada, it's probably at their request? We teach people how to treat us. He Shh. taught them that's what he wanted from them. Damn. So it's not about- Baby me forever. Right? I, so it's, Wow. And so that's the thing. When we feel powerless in a situation, you're never as powerless as you feel. You always have some type of control. And often, if that's the dynamic that's set up in that relationship, you might have to think, does this work for me? So that's the thing, too, I want to talk about is this idea of like, like from this conversation, I feel like I'm feeling like such a failure. No. Totally. Totally. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I ran away. Because like, and I'm like, if I just had better, if I used and instead of but, everything would have been different. But it, but honestly it wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation you wouldn't be where you are in your life now so in some yeah. ways you had to give it up to the universe that it happened the way that it did for whatever fucking reason whatever you believe in but you also saying you know sometimes like you asking those hard questions will give you the answer of maybe this isn't gonna work so that is also an option too so yeah can, like you always want to um what's the word i'm looking for you want not cooperate but you want to um 
meet together, meet in the mm-hmm. middle. You want to not negotiate. You want to you compromise. Compromise. <laughs> it's an easy word, Taylor Strucker. You speak for a living. Um, you want to compromise. Um, but at the same time, there you. When do you hit a wall that you know there? We are no. No one is willing to compromise. It's either this way or the highway and it's time to pack my bags and leave so you have to say what your non-negotiables are okay so for some people they're non-negotiables and a lot of this has to determine with what you grew up with okay if you grew up with really um more of more parents that like weren't over involved right like we won't say standoffish but like parents that respected your boundaries and your autonomy and really taught to be an individual person and then you end up in a relationship with someone the complete opposite you might have to say does this actually work for me yeah right because the reality is, is people do come with their families. They do. You are married. I'm telling you, people. <laughs> you marry into a family. To me. You are marrying the family, yeah. whether you like it or not. And like, if you can't get along with that family, try as you may. You want to maybe reevaluate the relationship. I actually tried to get us to move to Texas. Oh, like you it's a, a physical boundary. So you that's physical. And listen, hey, some people do that. Some people ends up moving coast because that's what works for them. I'm not saying there's a wrong or right. I'm just saying you have to figure out what works for you and your partner. And if yeah. it means moving a million fucking states away and that works for you guys, then fuck it. Go do that. Because well, I watched my mom and my dad's relationship and my mom did not get along with her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So that was also triggering when I was in that situation. Yeah. And so then, that means also growing up though, that was your story. Was that, that was mother my narrative. Are, right. So when you have the narrative, when you have a story where other people that grew up with like amazing mother-in-laws, right. like, mother-in-laws are the best, you know? Wow. That's interesting how much your narrative like molds your existence. And that wasn't your mom's intention. No. It was just the way the cookie crumbled. That's why I say most things everyone does within good reason. Yeah. Sometimes it just ends up not being the healthiest. But there was physical distance because she lived like an hour and a half away. We didn't, we maybe saw her like a handful of times a year. We mm-hmm. weren't that close to her. Yeah. Because she didn't, like my mom, she didn't really like us either. Yeah. Much. And that was just that. The end. It, it, it was what it was. It was manageable for my dad, yeah. you know? Whereas with me and my marriage, it, it was like works for the family company fucking you know every party we go to run into his sister-in-law it's like jesus christ i can't escape these people so without that much involvement Mm -hmm. i was just like drowning in it you know yeah absolutely Um, okay so how do you handle it if your fiance takes his mom's side over yours or hers um all the time so that was something that like i'm sure people listening are dealing with i definitely dealt with you know i will give a credit to husband he he tried to mm-hmm. um he, he got to a place near the end of our marriage where he was like a little bit more 50 50 but it was so hard for him i and i was like this this like this can't be our lives and neither one of us were happy we were both yeah. giving way too much in the areas that made us uncomfortable and comfortable mm-hmm. so but how do you handle it if your fiance is like maybe is, is there a way to fix it is there a way to like shine a light on that dynamic and say this is an unhealthy dynamic i think It's less about making it that that's unhealthy and more about what you need from your partner. Okay. It's the conversation of saying like, I hear you and I know your mom is so important to you and so special and I don't want to like get involved in that relationship, but this is what my experience is like and it scares me for the future, especially if I want to have children with you, what's this going to look like for me? Mm. Where do I exist within this realm? Because if I feel like I don't exist, if I feel powerless within my own marriage and my relationship, I am going to act out typically in unhealthy ways by yeah i'm start drinking martinis at eight o'clock in the morning yeah right <laughs> i'm gonna be jealous i'm gonna be um rage i'm gonna have frustrated like i'm gonna have all these unhealthy things it's not gonna work out for you either and it's gonna suffer in all these other ways if i don't have if there's no trust and safety emotionally well there's also no trust and safety with sex with money with all of these other things <sighs> nothing happens. a lot of times family and money is directly intertwined yep and definitely with a wedding uh, absolutely exactly right and that's what makes it so hard. and money enough is so difficult to deal with 
so difficult to deal with. Yeah. Okay, so what's the deal with competitive sister-in-laws? So we're talking about mother-in-laws, yeah. but sister-in-laws are, I mean, would you say they're easier or worse than the mother-in-law? I think I have my own opinions. Sometimes I think that it can be worse. worse. I think because often... Because they, like, they live... Let, normally they're around your age so you got them all your life well it's because in theory you think it's a peer relationship right so sometimes yes. you one of the things i talk about with people is it's good to be your authentic self but it's also important to know what's safety with vulnerability and and uh like disclosing information right so like okay we talk so much about like oh you should share that with them and how you're feeling but not everyone is actually a safe person to share things with and sometimes something I've seen a lot in my practice is somebody shares something, they're struggling with their mother-in-law, right? So they end up sharing with their sister-in-law. Well, keep about, in mind. About the mother-in-law. Yeah. That's mm. still her mom. That's her mama. Right. She loves then, her unconditionally. Exactly. She's not going to see it the way you see it, sweetie. Exactly. It's like, I so, can talk shit about my family, but you can't. Exactly. That's so the what, law. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so what did you just open it into? So think about, you know what I mean? Like, where is the safety here? What's the relationship really like? And it's it's pretty difficult dealing with sister-in-laws. But I want you to think about it. It's also important to have individual relationships with everyone. Your relationship. What if you can't? What if they are a wolf pack and they refuse? O'Doyle rules. <laughs> Remember that from yes. from Billy, wait, from no. Billy, Billy from Madison? Madison? Yeah, my... O'Doyle rules. That's I. <laughs> there were times where I was like, "Am I? In a, what's going on?" Well, if it's O'Doyle rules, I think you go the Billy Madison route and you throw the uh, sandwich <laughs> out the fucking bus window and somebody dies. But um, I think here's the thing: just because that's the family setup. Listen, I want you to keep in mind of this, Taylor. It takes two people to set a dynamic and totally. only one person to change it. You're going to be that person. If you want to take the control, if you want to take the personal accountability, you change that. So what that means is developing the same thing. Don't go through, you know, we often talk about like, oh, well, like you should be the liaison. Like you say to your like spouse, like, well, you're the liaison to your family. Mm -hmm. Well, that works some of the time, but also have an individual relationship, right? So like for me, like I have to call, like I called it my my mother-in-law to say like hey like well what are you doing this day i'm gonna go record in new york um can you come help me you know like if i always communicate through my husband it it creates more distance with me and my mother-in-law so i want you to think about individual relationships so how to make them happen how do i go go have fun the wedding planning process is so fucking stressful not every conversation needs to be about your wedding i don't know who needs to hear that but somebody needs to hear that not every conversation needs to be about your wedding okay especially with your future in-laws okay ask them about their lives yeah go do activities together go have a fun i'm gonna say paint night i don't know if people still do that but that was really fucking big you know two years ago there's this weird drinking paint night thing where like you paint people's walls no it was like you paint like oh, this weird picture of a cat oh, or some yeah. shit I don't, I don't know it had a moment whatever the fuck people do now i don't go out but right so if you're gonna do those things go have relationships outside of wedding planning same thing once you have kids go have relationships just out of the children other people in your life if you get to know people often they're not as horrible as you think they are True. give them a chance make it less scary Okay, so how about this? We talked about boundaries being important. I think that a failure to set boundaries is normally what accounts for a lot of relationships ending. Yep. So how do you learn to say no in the wedding planning process? So I'm going to give you scenarios, okay? Yes. okay. So how do I say no to my, my soon-to-be in-law side? Like, for example, like maybe you have to say no to a sister-in-law. I had to say no to my sister-in-laws about them not liking the bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. That was a massive fight, and it's so stupid now to say it out loud. Yeah. But it was like such a thing. And I, the, honestly, the reason it went 
went on for so goddamn long is because I was a, a pussy and I didn't set yeah. boundaries and say, and finally I got so fed up, I, I changed the color of the dress. I mean, I was bending over backwards and finally I'm like, you just want a Philip Lim dress for $1,000 because you want to look pretty on your brother's day and I'm not going to make my bridesmaid spend $1,000 on a dress because yeah. it's not fucking fair. And I finally said this, listen, you choose because I realize in life, if you make people choose, it actually, they have to be accountable for something. Yeah. So yeah. I said, you can either be a bridesmaid Okay, and wear the fucking dress I picked and the color that I picked it in. I'm sorry, you think it's ugly. That hurts my feelings, but I'm over it. Or, and then you can wear whatever you want to wear. And you can, of of course, walk down the aisle as your brother's family members. But like, you're not officially bridesmaids because you're not officially in the dress. So it's your choice. Either wear the bridesmaid's dress or wear whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Be a part of the wedding, but just not be an actual bridesmaid because it's going to look weird. Yeah. And then they finally fell in line and said, well, wear the dresses. And I'm like, all I had to say was no. That's it. All right. these months of fighting for nothing. And here's the thing. If you set up boundaries sooner, there's less of a chance of it leading to a blowout conflict. I Seriously. know that is scary. Conflict is scary, especially because one of the things, well, so we have this expectation. So some of us go in thinking like, oh, my in-laws will be horrible. But most of the time, we just want our in-laws to love us. Totally. Most of the time, That's we it. just, we, most of the time, we just want to be liked. We just want to be loved. And especially going through a wedding planning process, which can be incredibly vulnerable. Yes. We just want compassion. So when we don't get it, it, it's we go into the self-protective state mm-hmm. of like rage and frustration and scared of conflict total rage as opposed to saying <laughs> right so what about phrases of like i love you so much you mean so much to me i want you to be happy and this is still the dress i'm choosing i really so, hope that's going to work for you yep exactly and that's it i wouldn't over explain i wouldn't over justify specifically as for any women listening we do this all too much in life seriously men don't have this problem do you ever hear no they all have the same amount of groomsmen do you ever hear about these fights no have never, you ever never because it doesn't fucking happen because, because <laughs> men aren't trained to people plays the ways the way women do so that's what i want you to keep in mind i want you to really think about how do I compassionately advocate for myself? Compassionately advocate for yep. myself. Okay, so like here's another scenario. Yep. Then that I found myself in that maybe people can relate to. We went to go register for, you know, like the plates and yep. the stuff. And we were registering at Barney's, which is obnoxious, but I won't even talk about it. Rest in peace, Barney's. I was just about to say, oh <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And um and he didn't tell me. So we're like, there, we got the gun. We're about to go around. He's like, oh, by the way, my mom will be here in five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm all, what? Why is your mom coming? We're, this is our registry. So she shows up and she was helping us and she was picking out like Hermes plates and shit, which I was, I'm from Boston. Yeah. Like my family doesn't roll like that. And I was embarrassed to have stuff like that even on the, yeah. even on the registry, you know? Um, so anyway, what I ended up doing is I just grinned and bared it and I got through it. And then when she left, I looked at, I looked at my fiance and said, we are coming back tomorrow and redoing everything. I'm telling them to wipe it entirely clean because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. But I said, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you tell me? This Mm -hmm. is about us. Your mom should not be here. And he said, well, my mom always decorates my places. Right. Okay. So there, expectation. So right. So at that moment, this sounds like a silly thing to say like it's just gonna be yes to register too but maybe you have to express it right if you have a relationship where your mother-in-law is very involved i want you to pre-think about what are the things if i go taste the cake if i go uh, listen to the bands if i am going to go to the registry i want to confirm who is going to be a part of this yeah and do i need someone from my side if it's so important for you to have your mother-in-law do i need my maid of honor there Right, exactly. Right. Who do I feel like I can bring with me and what's the conversation surrounding it? Do you think a mother-in-law coming to a registry is overstepping a boundary? 
I think it's real fucking weird. I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to say. My kid's eight months old, so she ain't registering for shit. <sighs> but it seems like a very peculiar thing. But if she's been involved in every ounce and second of his life, yeah. I guess it's normal. Yeah. To and him. I also, and to, to him, right? But there's also a culture. Can I ask what culture it was? Jewish. Jewish, right? Yep. Mm, see? Okay. Jewish, Italian, Greek. I want you to think about family involvement. Latina often, right? Yeah. It's very different. Now, if you're from a waspy family, less involvement. Yeah. What's this? I'm, I'm a wasp. Yes. I'm a wannabe Jewish person, but I'm actually but a, wasp. a wasp. Yeah. Um, and... I like my parents don't give two shit. That's a wasp, right? Because there is a cultural component of that. So wasps are more removed. Because it's this like, you know, a little bit hands off mentality, like, ah, kids are on their own and, you know, let them pull themselves up. I'm not exactly fucking short, but I'm thinking (laughs) this is sort of what it is. Um, And so that's what I want you to think about. So it is interesting. My girlfriend's mom is Jewish. And so she very, she's like, wait, like, like my girlfriend and her family FaceTime constantly Constantly. and it drives me nuts but like i love her and i love her family so much and i get along with them and i have perspective now from you know seeing what can happen knocking along with the family Mm -hmm. that like now i just chalk it up to like it's like a quirky thing that i think is funny is this is this them and i don't ever feel like it's like too much or you know like like taylor burden by it okay i want you to think about what you just said because you just said something that's so important i want to bring up everything happens within context because you and taylor are in a healthier relationship little shit doesn't annoy you the way it did before it does not that's the difference if you find yourself and i also know that my in-laws love me well i call them i call them my in-laws they're not my in-laws right now where did that safety come from how do you know that i just feel like they love me i feel how do you know i don't know tell that to you they tell me they're connected to me they support me they they root for me they have my back okay so there you go so for you that's a love language yeah what's a love language like like what what, what, the communication so the words of affirmation it seems like right so for you when i have this verbal support and acknowledgement when there is safety and love there's less reactivity it's crazy Right. So it that is. makes it. And that's when I say one of the importance of having these individual relationships, if I can create a space where I feel, you know, I think with my in-laws, my mother-in-law is going to freaking kill me. But with my in-laws, I think our relationship drastically changed when I had a child. They I talk all goddamn day. I never shut the fuck up. I have so much to say all the time. And my in-laws are totally different. They're from like Western Pennsylvania. They are super low key. They're way more quiet. And so for me, I never really knew where I stood with them. And then did also, you feel like you overwhelmed them? I, I'm pretty sure I overwhelmed everyone. Um, just my energy walking in is like me. Oh, totally overwhelming. That's why we yes. get along because we have the same overwhelming exactly, energy, right? So, but when I had a child, everything shifted because I feel like I got a lot more positive reinforcement about how I was doing a mother. I feel like she felt like she could relate to me in a different way. And when that safety happened to our relationship, everything changed. So keep that in mind. How do you know your in-laws like you? And if they don't, are you automatically reactive like reactive to them? Because you would be. It's rejection. Rejection really hurts. Rejection sucks. It sucks. Okay, so what do you do during the wedding planning process if you have to say no to your own family? I feel like that's kind of like easy breezy. Maybe for you, but that, okay. But all right. So you're coming from a situation where it seems like you have a lot of love and security from your family of origin. Yeah, we're like super tight, but like super independent of each and other. No, but not a lot of families have that. So when there's family where there has been conflict, a lot of, are your parents together can i ask they're still you together right so if there's high conflict divorce that can be really difficult okay. all of a sudden people want um spouses like want step parents it evolves and all this stuff step parents and all the pictures you just want your biological parents there's so many dynamics that can come up so 
if you have that going on, that's the importance of saying like, okay, who do I feel safe with, right? Is it my maid of honor? Do I have siblings? Who can I help to process this and maybe do some role playing of having these hard conversations to say like, this is what really feels right for me. The wedding planning brings up so much stuff because for the most part, we can avoid our families if we need to. Totally. But at a wedding, it's like all, like all hands on deck. So what do exactly. you do? I, I had a friend who was planning a wedding with, you know, divorced parents and, yeah. you know, had a situation with uh, her dad's uh, new wife. So how do you handle something like that? It's really tough. So what that would mean is coming from a situation. Like, could I remember she said, I don't want to invite my dad's wife. But like, I was like, but can you do that? And she's like, well, she didn't raise me. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I, what's the answer? Something like that. Well, I think that's a really hard one to not invite. I think it makes sense to not have, if she didn't raise you, to not have her in the photos, to not have her involved in walking you down the aisle, to not have, you know, her um, get her own flowers or right. what the hell are those things oh, called? Oh, the boutonniere thingamajiggers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like one of those, you know what yeah. I mean? But can, does she not be invited at all? That's a really tough one. Well, my friend ended up inviting her, okay, which right. I thought was the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do, but too. But then she invited her and then avoided her at the wedding. Well, you know what? She is that right. It's her wedding. She can okay. do whatever the fuck she wants. But the right thing is to invite her because it also is saying to my dad, here's my olive branch. The other thing that can come from weddings, if we allow, if we're able to check this, if we're able to like sort of consciously look at ourselves, what can come from it is a better relationship with our families, which I know seems so insane, but I swear if you do the work, if you meet your anger and frustration with curiosity, something good could possibly come out of this too. Or at least you won't rip all your fucking hair out and have a psychiatric break and end up on a ton of meds afterwards. That's also positive. Okay, so now what are we going to do if if we're dealing with like big fights like right before during the wedding? My mom and I got in the biggest blowout fight over me being white girl wasted yeah. <laughs> my rehearsal dinner yeah. she was trying to feed me strawberry shortcake and I was like I'm not eating like a yeah. crazy person um it was it was a blowout it was a scene it okay. was a fucking full-up blown yeah. scene carried over into the wedding day I mean it was a nightmare yeah. it was a nightmare I hear about this all I time mean, mm-hmm. crazy full-blown fight what do you do in a situation like that <laughs> when we're talking about 24 hours before the wedding like 24 hours before the wedding we're gonna let it simmer we're going to say, everybody, go back to their corners. We're going to do a complete crisis control here. And that's when you say, this is the point of having a buffer, whether it is your maid of honor, whether it's one of the groomsmen. You know what I mean? You, there's always that quirky, weird groomsman who, like, weirdly does super well with a mom. Yep. Right? Yep. You get that guy. You get that guy. You get that guy in. Uh-huh. Right? You call for reinforcements. You know, the reason that these are called bridesmaids is because it's their job to be your fucking maid, yeah, right? One, one brought me a Xanax. That helped. See, that's um, very helpful. And, and then also, we had our, our, my, one of my bridesmaids' mom was staying in the house with us, so mm-hmm. she took my mom under Perfect, control. right? Yep. But here's the she thing. She yes, my mom to death, and she came back. She yes, me to death. Yeah, exactly. Everything was beautiful. Right, the world and again. so that just simmers it down, and that's what we want. Is we want it to de-escalate. We don't want that sort of stuff. Mainly because you're spending a lot of money on your makeup. It would be very sad for tears to ruin that all. Yeah, right. Right. So that's what you don't want. So I want you to think about that. If you know that there is a potential at your wedding for some of this to happen like this, for there to be a blow up, if you know that's part of your family dynamic, say beforehand. All right. Hey, do you if know, there's you, a fight. This is what I want. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? No. Well, God damn I know, it. I know. I'm, I'm the worst. All right. Well, for most of you who watch Everyone Parks and Rec, does, yes. April Ludgate, is, her job for Dot and Meagle's wedding is to intervene in the family dynamics. It's not a bad idea to have someone like that. If you have a trusted person, I'm this person for most people in my life. I bet you are. <laughs> right? So I'll roll in and I kind of just like bring it down. You know what I mean? Ease the tension. A lot of us have that friend that do it. Use the people around you. Know yourself enough to ask for support. 
what how do you handle divorced parents who hate each other so maybe like i told you about a friend who yeah. didn't like her mother well mm-hmm. her stepmom i guess but what if the parents hate each other it's like a guaranteed fight yeah okay so this is what you're gonna do you're gonna sit them both down individually and you're gonna talk to them about what the wedding day is gonna mean for you and one of the things you're gonna ask as their child as someone who has this opportunity in theory once in their life you're gonna ask for them to put all of their issues on hold you don't give a shit if they go back to hating each other on monday yep but what you're going to ask for is 72 hours and you're going to ask for it with complete vulnerability you do not come at it with sarcasm you don't come up with passive aggressiveness you don't come out with anger you come at it with this is the best gift you could give me oh that's great this is what i need from you to get through this weekend and if they don't do it or if they don't respond well you can't control that right and then you make a decision from there but what you do is go through with your vulnerability okay i like that also what do you do or what's the best way rather to handle a family member maybe it's your mom who hates your dad and they're divorced making a scene at your wedding what do you how do you handle it on the wedding day so like our fight you do nothing it's your wedding day you walk the fuck away okay you go take a shot at the bar you go have an extra piece of cake there needs to be someone else involved and that's what i want you to think about for some people this is why some people have a wedding coordinator for me i had a yeah. wedding coordinator and one of the questions they asked this was so funny they said is there any family drama we should be aware of tell if you have a coordinator if you have a friend if this could happen and you walk the F away. You do not get involved. Yeah, my wedding planner kept my sister-in-law's away from me on the morning of my See? wedding. Right? They're Still in a fight with my mom. But, <laughs> but that ended up better for you, right? Exactly. So that's okay. what I say. If they were there with me fighting with my mom, yeah. I would have ran away. So this is the thing. One of the things we do, especially if we're... A con- I would have run away and never come back. <laughs> if we're a conflict avoidant person, uh-huh. then we try to pretend like it's not going to happen. Don't fucking do that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. If you know that it's a possibility prepare for it say to yourself here's all i can do and anything else i have no control over right Uh so just because you hope it won't happen that's not a great way to roll no so prepare for the worst hope for the best absolutely Okay, we have some very specific questions okay. from audience members, so here we go. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anybody's uh, handles because a lot of you guys want to be anonymous, so we just err on the side of caution here, yeah. so we don't expose anybody, like blow up anybody's situation. Okay, so, um, okay, so if my, my if my parents are financially helping out, should I be forced to invite family members? I barely know. So part of that, so should you be? No. Should is a difficult word. Should, yeah. but. What you have to do is have a conversation with your parents. What are you expecting? And if I make the decision to not invite these people, do I lose the money? What So what strings are attached to this? Okay. Have that conversation before you take a check, before any of this is done. You need to know what you're getting into. Okay. Uh, how do I nicely tell my future mother-in-law that she needs to put her phone away during the weddings and not take pictures? She is notorious for getting in the way of photographers at weddings. We have been uh, dealt with this in the past. So this is what you're going to do. First, you're going to request for the, and, and a lot, to be fair, a lot of photographers these days um, make it like for me, for my f- photographer, it was mandatory that it was an unplugged wedding. They didn't allow cell phones during our ceremony, I like that. which honestly worked out great. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're paying all this money for professional photos and you have someone coming out. I was at a wedding um, this summer, probably in June and 
like this guy was taking pictures on like a fucking digital camera like a shitty nikon i can't and the sound was fully up so you kept hearing it throughout this like what should be this totally intimate <gasps> moment and the guy had like just like no fucking clue right uh. so this is what you're gonna say you're gonna request that it's an unplugged wedding and you're going to say hey listen make sure you guys leave your phones up in the room we might be um addressing you at some point during the ceremony we haven't figured it out yet so we need no phones there Okay. You don't have to address them during the ceremony. You just lie to get them to do what you want them exactly. to do. Exactly. Okay. Uh, next one is, is it okay to slap your mother-in-law during the process? <laughs> asking for a friend. Well, is it okay or did it happen? Wouldn't let's she talk love about, to? <laughs> did, let's talk about both of these things. I think no. she wants to do it. So listen, it is totally normal to want to <laughs> inflict pain on someone. Do we go out and do it? No. It's technically assault. Yes. But she could press charges. <laughs> yes, she Just could saying. press charges. Nothing's you don't not, want that. Nothing's less cute than a bride in handcuffs. It's a <laughs> that is you not know? bridal chic. Absolutely. No. So and also keep in mind there is certain shit we can't come back from. There are certain things you say You hit, you wrong. Hey, yes. on the real world, if you hit, you're gone. Right. Remember okay. that rule? So, and then Jersey Shore so came on and I was like, What's happening? Everybody's gone. Wait, why is everybody staying? Right? Okay, yeah. so go through that. So is it normal to have those feelings? 100%. Yes. But if you go through that, if there's certain things, even with things you say, it's really hard to come back from. So true. It's like, don't do not do the thing that's like going to then erase all the Everything. wrong they did and make it all about the wrong don't that you did. Don't be the bad guy. Don't do it. Right? Uh, do you have, I'm sorry, next question. Do I have to have my sister-in-law on my bridal party? I think this is a really great question. You don't. You don't. And actually, can I, I don't think you should, unless you have a fan fantastic relationship mm -hmm. with her like exceptional yeah um don't because i think it's going to cause more problems than it's worth and it's just trust me so here's one of the things i want you to think about one is there another important job she could have is there another way to involve her in this really special day that's not necessarily a bridesmaid, mm -hmm. right? Is there another way to show you that you value the relationship and you value entering into her family? And also, some people won't give a shit. Like, I have one sister-in-law who, like, I'm pretty sure if I had asked her to be a bridesmaid, she would have thought I was, like, bad shit insane. She's, you know what I mean? She's yeah. much older. She has her own life. Like, she'd be like, I'm not wearing a fucking dress. So... And also, like, you have to, like... You know, as a bridesmaid, you have to, like, go to, like, all the events. Yes, and, like, right? And, like, befriend all the other bridesmaids. Exactly. Like, it's sometimes it's, like... Is it okay to, like like your in-laws but then not have them be like your friend friends like should you actually keep absolutely. them in an in-law in role absolutely well and so what you have to think about though is everyone is different right yeah so is well this even going, for me is this going to severely damage my relationship if i don't include them in this way and is it worth it right right you know and that's what you have to think about and that's a totally unique thing so is it so the question was is it okay to not have your sister in law is it okay it? to not absolutely it is absolutely okay if that's what feels right for you just Check in with them. And how have do you a address it? You don't... So this is one of the mistakes everyone makes is they let it be the elephant in the room. Right. Don't do that. Say to them, hey, here's why I made this decision. I really want you to be involved in A, B, and C way. Mm -hmm. Right? And this is the way I want to do it. And, and maybe even say... I really am protective over our relationship. I know weddings I'm can really get crazy. Scared, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to, you it's know, do anything to put it. that's going to potentially hurt us down the road. I love so that. I'm just going to not have you as a bridesmaid. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Um, what do you do when you're planning a wedding and your in-laws think that you're entitled because you want certain things for your wedding? Like, for example, an after party and they don't understand in that generation. This is a big thing too. There's like yes, a lot of generational. Different. Absolutely. I, I just read this article about this, um, um, okay boomer 
thing. And it's like it's like Gen Z saying to like the baby boomer generation, like, okay, boomer, like, shut up. Like, you don't, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And there is like a lot of weird, like generational warring, like Gen X secretly is. is warring with millennials. So yes. when you're planning a wedding, those things come to fruition. Absolutely. And it's also truly totally different. So for most of us that are in uh, getting married right around this time, our parents definitely didn't have bachelorettes. No, my mom was like, what's a bachelorette? Yeah. Okay. So like their bachelorettes were like, we're going to like go on the town and like get a little drunk and someone's going to pick us even. up. My mom right. said, what? <laughs> she got married only guys had bachelors yes, and there was right. no such thing as a bachelorette right. so and they definitely weren't like going to mexico no, right so my like dad this, like, went out the night before the wedding yes. for like some beans with the boys and my exactly mom cried the whole time right okay exactly <laughs> so like so you have to keep in mind your parents didn't have your same experience and so it's okay for them to not fully understand it right so this person saying what do i do um well they think that she's think kind of entitled i'm going to use the word that she's not using <clears throat> they probably think she's like bougie and spoiled so then you just have to be okay with that Here's the thing that she wants to say. But I feel like say. she feels like their impression of her is bad because she wants things that are generationally normal, but they think it, it's like well, extra. the good news is she has the rest of her life to make a different impression. That's For now, true. if it's your wedding, you do what the fuck you want. So keep right. that in mind. If there's certain things you want, if you're able to afford it, go on with your bad self. It is okay if people, they're going to judge you. I mean, no matter what, throughout your wedding planning process, you are going to get judged at some point of it. So keep in mind what feels important for me to have. If having an after party is really something that's very, very important to me that I want, then you can go on and do that. But people might talk shit on you and might judge and that is okay what you have to be okay with is not pleasing everyone if you think about keeping everyone else happy the only person who's not gonna be happy is you a wedding will teach you that life lesson and honestly saddle up sister and just learn it from the get-go because it's gonna save you a boatload of trouble absolutely absolutely setting boundaries is the greatest gift you can give yourself in life and i spent a long time being a people pleaser and what a waste and like being okay with people hating you i mean it's okay so tell so you're someone who has like an like you are on social media like you're out like you're a known person like yep. you get hate right oh my god so much so you have to be okay it is with, what it is with it being that way yep. if you're okay with yourself and sometimes that's really hard and sometimes that's where you get the support of a therapist or a really supportive friend to say yep. like you want to know what this is still going to be okay people are going to have their opinions and it's still meaningful for me Okay, so therapy, I highly encourage everyone to incorporate that into their wedding process. Yeah, you and I are going to start, we're going to go to the state house and we're going to make it a law. I Seriously. That's you and I, that's our next thing together. If we have a driver's license, why should we have like a being like a a self-awareness license? (laughs) Like go to therapy. Right? Just to see what's up. Seriously. I know. I had therapy yesterday, yeah. The law. Okay, so speaking of therapy, another specific question, really good for you. How do you get a significant other to go to therapy when they're anti-therapy? This is so hard. You can't. Shit. I know. It sucks. It really sucks. But what you can do is model the behavior and go yourself to individual Mm -hmm. and tell them how much you're getting out of it and what you're learning from it. You can't make anyone do anything. But I want you to keep in mind, if this is something that's really important to you and your partner is refusing to do it, What's that mean for you and what's that going to look like in the future? Because if right now what you're fighting about is wedding stuff, eh, whatever. Okay, it's not big enough. But what about if there's infidelity? What if you have a child with special needs? What if there's complex grief? What if life, there's a trauma, if we lose our home, right? There's a lot of things that will happen. So if they won't come now, 
what's it going to mean for later? And I want you to think about that. Yeah, it's really... I, I know sometimes with guys, too, it's like a machismo thing. I think guys are less and yeah. less like that, but... I think it's definitely it's definitely a generational change. It's definitely different. But ask them, if we were to go to therapy together, would you feel more comfortable with a male or a female? Would you feel more comfortable doing a structured program, group therapy, doing reading a book together first, right? That's another great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Here's an introduction. But I recommend you can't make anyone do anything, but you still do it yourself. You don't stay out of therapy because your partner won't... You you go, you model the behavior, you change yourself. Because like I said before, two people to set a dynamic, one person to change it. That's powerful shit right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, this I'm not going to say her name because she says, don't say my handle, please. Um, so my man and I have discussed some engagement ring ideas. And he told me what a fair budget is, etc. We decided it's okay to invest because we think it's worth it. Like having her having a nice yeah. ring. They decided together that this is what they want to do. So he was talking on the phone to his mom the other day, and it was on speaker. She didn't know that she was on speaker, that that, that the fiance could hear. Um, And she was bugging him on when he was going to propose, etc. And she said, you better not invest in a ring. She won't wear it and will get tired of it. Projection. Uh, I think $1,000 is plenty. And look, I'm sorry, and look into a fake stone because she won't know the difference. That's fucking cunning and like conniving. She said, Ooh, that's bad. So this girl says, what the fuck? A fake stone? Like, do I have the right to be annoyed or what? This is 100%. You have every right to be annoyed. Good. Good. Because she's telling him to lie to you. You I don't like that. That sucks. Okay. So you totally have every single right to be annoyed, to be frustrated. I want you to say this. One, this is why you don't ever be on speakerphone unless everyone knows who's in the room. Right? I'm always like, you're on speaker. This, this is like this is yes. like the middle school version of like um, the blind three-way call. Here's the conversation that has to happen between her and him. This is how much this hurts me. That makes me feel not valued. It does. It's projection, right? Well, so she, what she's saying is her ring doesn't matter to her. So yours won't matter to you. And exactly. it's a waste of money. So that, so don't be f- f- insulted by that portion. No. So you can't take this personally. But do you because think she's jealous because she doesn't like her ring and maybe wants to, like is jealous that she's going to get a big one? Who I knows? think mom's feeling a lot of stuff and I don't really give a shit what she's feeling. But okay. what I can say for you is it doesn't matter what mom's feeling. Only thing you deal about is this is her shit, not mine. You separate it. You have a conversation with him and say, hey, I just want to confirm you and I are still on the same page here because this is important to me, right? And you and I made this decision and here is going to be one of a million reasons in life that we make a decision together in our marriage and you have to, but what she's going to have to do is, but this is like a betrayal because she's she's encouraging her child to lie. She's going to have to also think, well, how does this change my relationship with my future mother-in-law, right? Like what's this going to look like? Do I, does she talk about it with her and let her know she heard? That's her question. Can she just let this go and see that this is so clearly about her mom's own shit uh, mom's own shit and not about hers and she's gonna have to decide for herself maybe she can't maybe this is a conversation and let me tell you that mom's gonna be real damn embarrassed and she might get reactive back and like passive aggressive back because she's being called out on something i hope she would say she was sorry you don't know that she might I mean listen she might but you have to prepare but this is what I mean that I say like you have to prepare you can't control other people's reactions true so you have to say for yourself yeah and expectations don't go in expecting an, uh, an apology because exactly. she probably won't you're right she's but probably gonna lash th- out but the only thing that matters is you and your partner are on the same page and honestly I'd be wanting a bigger ring yeah right <laughs> He's going to have to pay, I would pay a, a financial dollars. penalty. You just, yeah, you just added another $1,000, I would say. $1,000. And look into a fake one. She won't know the I difference. Know. 
girl. And maybe, and like maybe that's mom being really concerned about finances and goals. I'm not really sure. There is some stuff happening for mom, but you are allowed to be really hurt. That sucks. And I'm so sorry that yeah, happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Well, at least you know. Fuck. <laughs> but would you want to? No, you wouldn't want to. You didn't need to hear that. Yeah, but she now never you never know, need to but, know now, that. but you make sure you go and get that ring with him. Well, you remember that this is what you have to remember. A- anyone else's opinion of you is none of your damn business. Yep. Okay, let's get into our favorite segment here on the show called Bridezilla or Bridechilla. So I give you a scenario yep. and you tell me if you would just chilla, let it go, or if you would zilla, freak the fuck out. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Your fiance's family refuses to help contribute anything to the wedding budget, but insists on inviting their entire family. They want all their peeps, but they don't want to give any money. Bridezilla, bridechilla. Bridezilla. Okay. Listen, here's the deal. Weddings are very expensive in this day and age. It's very hard to have a wedding that doesn't drive you nuts, that is nice, and that's cheap. And I know a lot of people are going to listen, like, listen to this and think like, oh, that Emily, she's so elitist. And listen, but what I'm saying is, yeah, you can have a cheaper wedding, but you're dealing with like doing rentals and like goodbye. Like it's a lot of work to do a cheaper wedding. And, And like that sucks, but that's the reality of it is. So when somebody just thinks that they're entitled to have a part of it, but they're not giving anything financially... Well, it doesn't work like that anymore. Mm. Entitlement is my least favorite quality. It's a really hard thing. So you're going to have to say to them, have the really difficult conversation of like, listen, I would love to invite all these people and I'll happily send them a card afterwards, letting them know about the wedding and sending some pictures over to them. But we're going to just have to do a smaller affair based on what our budget is. Sorry. And that's a story. Okay. Um, Number two, your aunt and uncle insist on bringing their three young children all under five years old. Yeah, so here's the thing. When you say the word insist, Mm. I don't know what that means because it's your wedding and you are allowed to make the call. Now, what that means is... Just them refusing to listen to your, your boundaries. So they just show up at the wedding, although you've already no, said it's like, adults only reception. You, you said it's, a, it's you said it's adults only, okay. and they're like pushing. But what about but just our kids? But pushing, and you're like no, and they just won't take no for an answer. So then that's when you might have to have somebody else call in your behalf. Bridezilla, bridechilla, bridezilla, or bridechilla. And let somebody else bridezilla? I guess, yeah. I think I'd bridechilla it and be like, this is not my fucking problem, right? Like, I set the rule of adults-only reception, and that's it. What happens if they show up with the kids? Turn them away? Savage. <laughs> yeah, the kids have to, like, eat in, like, the bathroom. I don't know. Can you imagine? They're know. like, well, they're waitstaffed tonight. So you bye, guys. Know what? If this has happened to anyone, please, I need them to DM into Betcha's Bride. I have to know if this ever happened and what the hell they and did. And what you did. I'd shit my pants. I don't know. I'd be like... I would have somebody else deal with it. This is why you have an event coordinator to do right. the bad stuff, right? Like, right. And I think I would be like, I'm really sorry. Like, it's just not possible. You guys have to leave. Right? <laughs> oh I mean, God. here's the reality. is like, there's some events that like kids aren't welcome. I, I have a baby shower coming up in two weeks and uh, the person like reached out and like sent a mass text saying like, I want to let you know this is like an adult only baby shower. Yeah. The only this, baby that's welcome is in my belly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that, and she has every right to do that. Every and, right. and if somebody, and I guess what that means is that maybe that aunt and uncle can't come. And so then what you yeah. say, if they keep pushing. If you guys have to come with your kids, then you can't come. And that's well, okay. Don't worry. Well, we won't be keep, upset. If they keep pushing the boundaries, you just say, it really sounds like it's not going to work for you guys to come and your presence will be greatly missed. I love you. You're savage. That's in it. the politest way the possible. The politest way, but it doesn't work. Sorry. Last Bradzilla or Bradchilla, your mother-in-law keeps commenting about your dress. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say not nice things oh she keeps saying not nice things that's so funny can i tell you this my grandmother who has since passed when i was trying on dresses told me i look like a lady of the night shut (laughs) the fuck up 
A lady of the night. For anyone who doesn't know, that's a prostitute. And I was like, I don't even know how to take that. I think I just pretended like I didn't hear it, but I was like, clearly she's talking about my tits. But oh my god. Um, okay, so in this situation, um, uh, you want to know what? Because of my profession, I'm really good at ignoring mean shit people say. <laughs> How do you do that? I am like, we're going to have a lesson with you because you get it, right? Oh, I hear everything. I, I, I even the nonverbals I yes. catch. And you know what it is though? Half the time, like I am right. I think I'm, I'm a really big empath. So I, I think yes, I'm, you feel it all right. I think I'm right a lot of the time, but like there, is, there are those few occasions where I'm dead wrong and I'm being paranoid. And that's like, yeah, I need to fix that or else my girlfriend's going to run away from me. Right. Okay. So like, so, okay. So in this one, I think, I think, I think everyone's coming for me. So yes. somebody was talking about my dress negatively. Yeah, you think it's coming about you, right? So yeah. you think, so in this situation, I think I'd be a bride chilla, but I can totally understand everyone who feels like they'd be a bridezilla because it's super hurtful. We're super vulnerable. Especially, yeah. like, I mean, like I can't even tell you how many women I've worked with that re-get eating disorders during their wedding planning process because there's it. so much pressure around it. I believe so it. So we're super vulnerable as it is. We're very concerned about what it's going to look like. So I think you say, listen, I know you don't like my dress. It's okay you don't like my dress, but I am breaking down here. Yeah. I know it's hard when you feel like someone's coming at you to meet them with vulnerability, but the best way to make connection is through those vulnerable times. Question, what yes. if she's being passive aggressive? Because it would take a real monster-in-law to be like, I don't so, like your dress. She's probably like giving like these like snarky, sly, like so then I subtle would, digs. So then I would look right at her and say, I would put my hands on her hand and say, ouch. Ooh, I love an ouch. I love an ouch. And say, and I then know. she wait. Let's role play. What do you mean? I was. I, I didn't say anything because you know they always deny it, right? So so say like, all right, I hear you. And maybe you didn't mean. Maybe your intent wasn't to hurt me, but the impact was that that hurt. And anytime you make a comment about my dress, it hurts. Intent versus impact. It's okay if she wants to deny this the intent, but the impact is real for you. What do you think about when somebody says I mean like cutting and it's like subversive and saying to them like, what did you mean by that? Or do you think, I think that's you, aggressive? I no, like what I, you said. No, I think that you can totally say that. I come from a point of being more vulnerable. Yeah, because, you're good. Because that, I think, just breaks more barriers. But I totally think you can say, hey, what do you really mean by that? I'm aggressive as fuck. Oh, I'm, I'm so surprised <laughs> to hear that today. <laughs> oh, my God. I brought, I brought to all of them. Um, Emily, you're the best. I'm obsessed with you. Oh, just my God. Obsessed. Such a blast as always. If anyone needs anything, they reach on out. Love all you wonderful Where can brides. they reach out to you? Okay, reach out to me at WC Therapy Group or at Shrink Chicks. Um, hey, it's hard being a bride. Take really good care of yourself. Love yourself. You're all beautiful. Amen. You guys, thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back with another amazing podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and and subscribe. Emily, I feel like I'm going to be seeing you again in the near future. I'll Just see you in Philly, girl. Bye, girl. <laughs> Betches.